welcome back to Somewhere in Between with the Jennas. I'm Jenna Raynaf-Talley. And I'm Jenna Brooke-Welton. We were so nervous that we weren't going to have power today because there was a storm yesterday and so many people lost power. Thankfully, both of us didn't. Well, you lost power for a little bit, didn't you, yesterday? I lost power a few times yesterday, on and off. It didn't last more than two minutes. But I was without internet and cable from 1 p.m. till 11.30 at night. And it was awful. There's no other way to put it. It was awful. I don't think I could do that. I just, I couldn't. It was like being in the 1800s. (laughs) The tensions in the house were high. (laughs) It It was so rough. So rough. There were trees falling down in my neighborhood. A small tree fell down in front of my house. And my mom called up my dad and goes, yeah, you know that tree in front of our house? Well, it's on its side now. And then she hangs up with him and she turns to me and goes, ooh, can I post a picture and say, rain, rain, go away? And I was like, uh, sh- sure. So she takes a picture, puts it on her Instagram story and is like picking out the emojis of the tree that fell down in front of her house and picks a little wind emoji to make it seem like the wind like blew it down and was having so much fun. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, at least. At least you could post. At least you could post. That is very true. (laughs) My dad was at his wit's end last night. He was on the phone to our internet service provider is Optimum, just so for a little background. (laughs) He spent an hour on Twitter trashing them, retweeting people who trashed them, reading out the best ones to me. During this time, he was on hold with Optimum. So, like, this whole hour, he was on hold with Optimum. When he finally got on, he was like, Hello, my name is Jeffrey Welton. This is my location. We've been without internet and cable since 1 p.m. If you don't tell me what's going on immediately, I'm switching to Fios. And he began to fill out paperwork and everything. He was so serious. (laughs) my god well anyway you guys clearly our internet is working now because we are recording this podcast thank god oh thank god yeah (laughs) i texted jenna and i was like i'm back but before jenna's internet went out we were texting about the bachelor because it was announced that tisha is our new bachelorette because claire crawley left the show which i mean I was pretty excited about, I'm so sorry, Claire, but my mom and I were rooting for Tisha from the beginning. I don't know why Tisha wasn't the Bachelorette to begin with. I just don't understand. I think the Bachelor slash Bachelorette franchise wanted to expand their audience even more. I don't know if that's even possible, considering how many people watch it, but I think they thought because Claire is 39 years old, maybe it will get the divorcees to watch, get really into it. (laughs) Clearly that plan failed because Claire left after 12 days of filming because she found love with a guy named Dale. And this is the only season that the lead knew the contestants beforehand. The cast list was revised after the initial release, I guess, because some people couldn't come anymore. They wanted to change things up. Matt James was supposed to be on the season but he's the new bachelor so they had to change things up but still claire knew her contestants beforehand so if you're leaving 12 days after filming you were clearly talking to some people before and getting to know dale before 
And girl, you messed up because you were trying to prove that you were going to be the best bachelorette. And I understand the circumstances are weird, but now you're leaving? Yeah, it makes no sense. I think she walked into those 12 days of filming knowing exactly what she was going to do. I think her and Dale have been together for a while at this point. Because 12 days is not enough time in general to be like, this is the person I want. There's just, yeah, she was so clearly talking to him beforehand. It's absurd. Really absurd. I also heard rumors that she's engaged. I have no idea. I don't know if that's true. But this season in general is just going to be really different because obviously they can't travel and go places and that's a big component of the show. So this time, all the contestants were quarantined in a hotel in Palm Springs and they had to take multiple tests to make sure that they were negative and they're all staying together. So there's not going to be any traveling. I'm sure they can still go on dates because... You can still clear out an area and go on a date, but you have to be super careful. Everything needs to be sterilized and cleaned, and it's just going to be a very different dynamic this time. They're definitely going to have to get more inventive for what they do on dates. Maybe they'll have a magician come (laughs) in or like a singer come in, something like that to make it, you know, maybe they'll have like a private concert. They're definitely going to have to make the dates more interesting to compensate for the fact that they're not going abroad. I also, I'm curious if they're going to be wearing masks. Like if they go out of the Palm Springs Hotel, will they be wearing masks? Will they be leaving the hotel at all? Like what is going to happen? It's just so risky because if you leave the hotel, then you're risking getting sick no matter what. It's going to be so weird to see people wearing masks on television. I mean, maybe we're all just used to it by now, and I'm just thinking it's going to be weird, but like a little, a little weird. Like, will the masks have roses on it? I, I don't know. <laughs> Instead of giving them a rose, will you accept this mask? Will you accept this bottle of hand sanitizer? <laughs> Cute. That'll be really fun to watch. <laughs> it's just going to be very different, but I'm really excited for Tasha to be our new Bachelorette. I think it's going to be awesome. The Bachelorette cast is not the only reality show that is being quarantined together in order to film. A lot of other shows are doing that. For example, Love Island will no longer be traveling overseas. They will instead be filmed in Vegas, which gives me such Jersey Shore vibes I can't even describe. I've never seen Love Island. I just think I'm so dedicated to the Bachelor franchise that any other love show I'm hesitant to watch. But I can't really imagine it's going to be that different because you're not watching Love Island to see the beautiful overseas island. You're watching to see the people fight and fall in love. So if it's in Vegas, I'm assuming they're going to be poolside and it's going to be the exact same thing. Same show, different aesthetic. But there are so many other reality shows that are changing their format. For example, Summer House is one of my favorite reality shows. Typically in the show, they go up to a house in the Hamptons during the summer, they stay there on the weekends, and they go home to the city during the week. And when they're up in the Hamptons, they throw parties, people come over, they go out to bars. But this time, obviously they're going to be quarantining together in a house for about five to six weeks. So the show is going to be very different. But I'm actually thinking there might be more drama, because when you're living with someone for that long you probably start to get on each other's nerves. So I think they're all going to start fighting and there's going to be a lot more drama. So it might be more fun to watch. 
a lot of shows are now having to follow the formula that Big Brother has gone by for years, which is to stick people in a house together and drama will unfold. So I'm sure Summer House will not be missing out on any drama and there, there might just be more silly drama, such as you didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher, <laughs> like things like that. So many shows have been affected. Keeping up with the Kardashians just kind of randomly stopped out of nowhere. Like, I thought I was about to sit down on a Thursday night and watch the show, but it just wasn't on and just has continued to not be on. I think they released, two, I want to say two or three, maybe four episodes before it kind of just stopped. And that's obviously due to the pandemic. My favorite excuse in the world. Anytime I don't want to do something, I'm just like, oh, the pandemic. But obviously, Kris Jenner was not going to let a pandemic stop her from filming Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Her and her team talked, and they decided that each member of the Kardashian-Jenner clan would self-record during quarantine some content that they would edit together in post-production to be released. So this is all set to air in September, and there will be at least two episodes in the season that are entirely quarantine footage. It's definitely going to be interesting to... I don't know if they're doing confessionals. I don't know if it's just random clips. I really don't know. I'm pretty excited because I feel like this is an even more insider look. But at the same time, actually, now that I think about it, if you're recording yourself, you're picking and choosing, I feel like, what you want on air... Yeah, they definitely aren't filming everything, and Courtney already never wanted to film, so I feel like we <laughs> won't get much from her. But there's also things such as if someone leaves the shot or moves away out of frame of the camera and they're still talking, like, I don't know. There's so many hiccups that could occur. I can only imagine it being a montage of random videos. I think it will be more vlog style, which... People might want to see more, because who doesn't love a good vlog? I mean, I love Kylie Jenner's YouTube channel, so if it's just like that, but long form, I won't be that mad. I also think we might see Addison Rae in this season. Oh my god, that's Thoughts. so exciting. <laughs> like, I will never understand Addison and Courtney's friendship. I just won't, but is it kind of cool that she's going to be on the Keeping Up with the Kardashians season? What's weird is that Courtney is older than Addison Ray's mom. So Addison's like, hey, mom, like, I'm going to go out. And then she goes and hangs out with someone that her mom would probably, like, that's the same age as her mom. I, I mean, I guess Courtney likes to hang out with people younger than her, so it makes sense. Addison actually posted a YouTube video where she did a day in the life with Courtney Kardashian, and they worked out together, they went swimming, they had their avocado smoothies together. <laughs> they got glammed up and went to go film, which is why I think that Addison is going to be on this season. And I was just like, the age gap is weird, but I just want to sit there and eat avocado smoothies with them. Like, it's not fair. No, I would love for Courtney, Kendall, Kylie, Chloe, Kim, whatever one. Whoever picked me, I'd be happy to be their little friend who keeps them in the know with the young kids. I'm down for it. I just have a little theory that Kim and Chloe sat Courtney down and they were like, Bible Courtney, it's pretty weird that you're hanging out with 
Addison. What is she, like, 18, 19? Like, it's weird. And then Courtney got mad, and then they hit each other again. No, I'm kidding. Wait, that'd be the best episode ever. <laughs> and Addison had no idea it happened. <laughs> Addison's watching it unfold with the rest of us. I need a bad bleep. Please. Uh... It'll be it'll be interesting to see, but I'm excited because who doesn't love keeping up with the Kardashians? And I feel like we were getting to sort of a halt where we were all kind of questioning if the show was going to continue. So maybe switching things up a little bit will make it more fun and more interesting and people will be more inclined to watch. Yes, because they were already losing ratings because they moved from the coveted Sunday spot to the Thursday spot. So maybe... Mm-hmm this whole rebranding will be a good thing. I guess we'll see. I'm really excited, but just so many reality shows have been affected. For example, The Real Housewives also had to take a mid-season break for both Beverly Hills and New York. I'm obsessed with both of those shows, Real Housewives Till I Die, (laughs) but they had to take a mid-season break because not all of the shows were color-corrected and ready to be aired. They also hadn't finished recording all of their interviews, So the cast had to record their interviews and confessionals at home. And it's definitely a little different, but I think that we're all just getting used to this new way of watching TV. And it's not all going to be the highest quality right now. So they're making it work. I still love all of the drama. Trying to get Jenna to watch The Real Housewives of New York because I know that she is going to be obsessed with it. I know. Okay, I have yet to watch any of The Real Housewives, but I promised Jenna I would watch New York first. It's just one of those things, sometimes when I think about a show that I know I'm going to like, I have to like wait to watch it when I have the time to really focus on it. So we're working on that. Other different kinds of reality shows have been affected as well. For example, American Idol, the contestants are now filming at home with their iPhones, They were going to send them high-quality cameras, but I think they just realized that it's so easy to operate an iPhone. Why not use an iPhone? It's still a little bit difficult, though. One of the contestants, it was either his girlfriend or his wife, did a YouTube vlog on setting up and helping him record, and a lot goes into it. They have to contact the producers. They have to do the rehearsal. They have to get sent equipment. So it's kind of a lot to not be doing it in studio and be doing at home but I'm glad that they're making it work I don't watch the show anymore but a lot of people do so I'm glad they're making it work I hadn't watched American Idol in years I don't watch it all the time but in the beginning of quarantine I would say mid-April maybe my mom my dad and I did watch an episode of American Idol that was filmed from home and it seemed like It was pretty much filmed through Zoom. So the judges were listening, were on Zoom while they watched the contestant perform. So I think they would just kind of join Mm -hmm. and then they'd leave. Which it's weird, but it's good that they're still finding a way to do it. I think the hardest part is, I think the hardest part for the contestants is to create a relationship with the audience because they don't get to connect with those people in person. They're really just relying on how they look on camera. Mm -hmm. because maybe sometimes the crowd could motivate you and get you going but now you're doing it through an iPhone so it's very different just glad they're making it work America's Got Talent has actually been able to make things work as well they went back to filming 
Uh, I don't watch the show. My sister and my mom do, though. The judges are apparently distanced from each other. They made sure everyone got tested. There's obviously no audience. And the format's just a little bit different, but they're still making it work. So that's good. I think the best thing that a lot of these shows can do in terms of making it work is to not have an audience. It's weird to not have an audience. I think even from a viewer's perspective, it's a little bit weird to be watching a show where you'd see the crowd get excited for something going on and it's just like silence. But Mm -hmm. it's important that we still have the shows just because otherwise I think we'd all be losing our minds. So You Think You Can Dance actually has not been able to film or they aren't planning on it they originally wanted to but I think they were just like let's be realistic we we can't so apparently for right now season 17 has been scrapped they think that instead of airing a new season they're just going to make a whole season based off of past moments which is fun to watch I know a lot of people like to see like the funniest dance the most emotional dance so I'm sure die hard so you think you can dance fans will like watching this either way so at least they're airing something I never watched so you think you can dance on tv but I'd often watch the best clips of the best dances throughout all the seasons so I would have no problem watching some of the best dances that's actually so true I didn't think of that it's a whole thing to go on youtube and watch like best moments Obviously, you can find a way to make reality work, but there's a lot of other shows that social distancing does not work when it comes to filming it. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. For example, Stranger Things Season 4 has been pushed back. It was originally set to begin filming earlier this year and run until August 2020, which is obviously where we are now, and that did not happen. Stranger Things is known for taking a longer time to put out the next season compared to other TV shows. So there was a 15-month gap between the first and second season and over a year and a half between the second and third. So it's clear that we're going to have to wait a while for Stranger Things season four. The issue is, is that the cast of Stranger Things is obviously young children. So the longer they wait to film it, the older these children are going to get, which is going to create a continuity error in terms of the third season to the fourth season. So people are suggesting that there will be a time jump in the show, which I'm personally a little upset about because I feel like a lot of things were left unanswered at the end of the third season. And I want to kind of continue where we left off because I think it ended so amazingly, but that realistically will not happen. But until Stranger Things Season 4 comes out, we do have Noah Schnapp's TikToks to get us through. Love Noah Schnapp on TikTok. I, this is embarrassing to admit, but I have not watched the third season of Stranger Things yet. I watched the first two seasons and I just haven't, because I think I have to get myself in the mood to watch that kind of sci-fi type show, because I'm just so used to watching fun reality type shows that I have to get myself really into it. I love the show. I just haven't gotten there yet so I think that I can hold off and wait and I don't even know what you're talking about about the leaving off at a weird place but I I think that a lot of people are feeling this way with so many shows that they're going to have to wait for for example the bold type one of my favorite shows I think that everyone should be watching this show it is 
so so good I was so disappointed because Jenna doesn't watch the show and I was like I know you're gonna love it it's my next show to start it's Real Housewives of New York then the bold type yes she has a plan so they did not get to film their last two episodes so they had to turn the last episode they filmed into a season finale a lot of things happened in that episode so it totally made sense for it to be the season finale i won't give anything away because i want you all to watch it (laughs) so it made sense that that episode was the season finale but it left me thinking what was going to happen in the last two episodes Apparently, the producers decided to change direction a little bit for one of the characters, and they changed a text that the character sent to another character to leave off in a different place. And they decided that they're going to look at this as a blessing because now they want to kind of change things up, change the direction for some of the characters. So I guess that some producers are looking at this in a good way. They don't know when they're going to be able to film the next season or if they might even air those last two episodes, they don't know. But it's kind of that everything happens for a reason type mindset. It's definitely, it must be cool from a writer and producer standpoint to have a little bit more time to develop characters and not be set into a time frame. So it makes total sense that they're developing more and changing things. I haven't watched so yet, so I'm not really sure, but I think it'll be interesting to see any TV show kind of change directions because of the whole corona situation. Gossip Girl has a highly anticipated reboot that was set to come out on HBO Max in the fall that is now being pushed back until 2021. This is so upsetting for so many reasons. It's been 10 years since we last had any Gossip Girl, and I miss it. The show is set to follow a new group of teenagers who live in the Upper East Side, who are now under the watch of Gossip Girl, similarly to the original cast. I'm excited to see what it's going to be like. I'm curious if the original cast will play any role in the new show, but I'm more upset that I have to wait till 2021 for my questions to be answered. I was so excited. I think everyone our age was so excited because this was such a good show. I didn't, I don't even, when did it air? I don't even know. I just binge watched it on Netflix I never watched it on actual TV I only binge watched it on Netflix there's so many shows like this I personally haven't watched Outer Banks I know don't hate me I just haven't but the season two Outer Banks is being pushed back till probably late 2021 so heartbreaking for many I know I know I watched Outer Banks season one and look I'm gonna say it I have an unpopular opinion Was the show good? Yes. Do I understand why everyone's obsessed? No. Do I think the boys in the show are that hot? No. I don't get get the John B. obsession. I just don't. I really don't. I'm so upset, though, because Euphoria is being pushed back, and I was obsessed with this show. I just want to watch Euphoria all day long, and now I can't. And it's just really upsetting. Like some of these shows I just want to watch so badly and now I can't. Euphoria season two was so highly anticipated. And I think the worst part is that they were set to start filming, I think on March 16th. 
which is three mm-hmm. or four days after lockdown was set into place. Like, they were so close to starting to film. Oh, it's so upsetting. During promotion for The Kissing Booth 2, Jacob Elordi, I always feel like I'm saying his name wrong, so if I am, I'm sorry. But he said that he saw the original scripts that they had in March, but he's pretty sure that they have changed dramatically since the beginning of the year. So any thoughts or ideas we had for season two are out the window. The only thing for certain is that Rue is alive. Okay, well, as long as Rue is alive, we're okay. It's just like the bold type where they're deciding to go in a little bit of a maybe bigger different direction but in a different direction because this gives writers time to think and they might want to change things up but news was announced that Zendaya has been nominated for an Emmy which I'm not surprised she deserves this hopefully our girl wins (laughs) oh I am holding out hope that she wins because Euphoria just is such a good show and she was incredible in her role as Rue I heard that there were some talks about Big Little Lies season three. I think that all of the cast members were really on board for a season three. They were talking about maybe starting that. Obviously, that's been halted because of Corona, but Big Little Lies is my everything. So I'm just hoping that we can maybe get some more information about if a season three is going to be filmed or not. I never watched Big Little Lies, but... Jenna, you're really disappointing me this episode. Come on. But I have so much time to now. I think once they announce that season three is up and filming, I will watch the first two seasons. That way I don't have to wait too long mm-hmm. before the third season comes out. Probably going to be a while till you watch it then. <laughs> Probably be a long time. Speaking of things that are going to take a long time to come out, the Friends Reunion. Honestly, I'm I'm just about to mention HBO Max again, and I feel like a lot of the shows we were talking about were HBO shows, so mm-hmm. clearly you can see that we love a good HBO show. Yep. But the Friends reunion was set to launch HBO Max, so that was the whole plan. It was going to come out with when HBO Max came out. But the executives at HBO decided they wanted to wait until they can film it in front of a live studio audience which means it's never going to come. It's never going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that they're going to have to change their plans or we're going to be waiting a really long time. And even if they do have a live studio audience, I'm sure the studio audience will still be social distanced in a way, or you have to make sure that you've gotten the vaccine if that ever comes out. Um, Rip. So, yeah, I do not know if that's in our future anytime soon. That's really unfortunate because we were all so excited for it. To finally have the cast together is crazy because we've been waiting for so long for a Friends reunion, I want to point out. I didn't, I was too young to watch Friends on TV. I just binge watched it on Netflix and even I've been waiting so long for it. And Jenna just dropped her mic. Hold on a sec. I'm back. (laughs) So I'm upset that we have to wait so long for so many shows. Obviously, we kind of just listed our favorites or what we feel like might be the most popular. But there are so many shows and so many movies that are going to be delayed. 
And I'm very curious what next year will be like if we just don't have all of these shows. It's going to be very, very weird. Quarantine did bring us some fun things we wouldn't have gotten, though. So that was a lot of fun. Like, we got to see so many reunions on Zoom. The most exciting for me was that the cast of The Office reunited on John Krasinski's show Some Good News. In general, we got the show Some Good News, which was so good. Saturday Night Live recorded an episode all through Zoom, as well as Parks and Recreation, which were great and so nice to have kind of new content, something to look at that wasn't YouTubers or the content that did not mention the coronavirus at all, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. I could be totally wrong in this, so I'm sorry if this is so off, but I feel like Victorious was one of the first shows to kind of reunite on Zoom. Again, that could be such an incorrect fact, I'm sorry, but they did their 10-year reunion, which was really exciting. I don't know if that was even recorded, but I know that they posted about it. So even the fact that they got together was just so cute. They didn't post a video or record anything, but we did see all of the members reunited on Instagram. They all posted on Instagram about it, which was cool. I always just think about Victoria Justice versus Ariana Grande. I don't know why, but I always just think about how like there was always like a little bit of beef. And I wonder if the beef has been squashed. I think that everyone just likes to assume that there is beef between the two of them because Victoria Justice was the lead, but obviously Ariana Grande had the most success. I'm sure that there's like not actually any real drama, but we all love to just make up drama in our heads. I know, I watched like one, I watched one video where the rest of the cast, like they got asked the question, who sings the most? Mm-hmm, and saw you saw that right and everyone else answered ariana but victoria was like i think we all sing all the time actually <laughs> that was funny but also victoria's was put on netflix recently so i think that's why we were also so excited because i watched the whole thing wait did i watch the whole thing i watched the whole thing i'm pretty sure i watched everything all of it so we were all really excited because that was so fresh in our minds. Me and my friends were constantly making jokes about the slap.com. Oh my gosh, there were so many memes about the slap. It was so funny. Also, the 90210 cast had a quick little reunion on Sinead Grimes' YouTube channel. It was pretty short, so I was a little disappointed, but it was fun to see them all together, even just for the short period of time. Another childhood favorite that reunited during quarantine was the cast of Sunny with a Chance. I didn't love Sunny with a Chance all that much, but I do love Demi Lovato. And in the reunion, the cast asked, what has everyone been up to since the show ended? (laughs) And, And Demi responded, I went to rehab several times. I loved that. You know, like, it's just, it was just so funny. Like, no one was expecting it. And you opened up about kind of her whole experience and how the cast was actually very helpful and supportive of her during these times, which is just great. And she's a queen, and I love Demi, and that's really all I have to say about this. Such a queen. Such a queen. Another reunion that occurred was the cast of Hamilton, the original cast of Hamilton, reunited on Some Good News to sing the opening song, Alexander Hamilton, for a young girl. And wow, I 
love Hamilton, but I never saw Hamilton until it was on mm-hmm. Disney+. Plus. It's actually interesting because they released it on Disney Plus back in July, and it was actually released a year earlier than they had planned. They had recorded it a long time ago, but they were holding off on releasing it because obviously it's on Broadway, and once you release it, not everyone is going to feel inclined to go see it on Broadway when they can just watch it at home. But now Broadway is not going to even be returning until 2021, the earliest. So they released it. It makes total sense. So many people were so excited to finally see it. This does bring up another issue, the fact that Broadway just isn't on right now because you can't really afford to put on a whole show and then not even have half the amount of people in your audience which affects a lot of actors and actresses as well. It's so sad that people can't go to Broadway shows because it's very rare that a Broadway show is filmed and put on a streaming service for people Mm -hmm. to watch. But my grandma, my grandma loved Hamilton. We didn't think she would, but she was obsessed (laughs) with it. And she now wants every Broadway show to record themselves for it to be released onto any streaming services that they choose. But it actually wouldn't be a bad idea to have some of the cast film the plays for us to watch on, even if they do sort of like a Grease live action sort of thing. With Obviously, without an audience, it might not be cost effective, but it would be a good idea in theory. <laughs> yeah, I will say I don't know about all shows, but you can see uh, Legally Blonde on YouTube. So that's fun if anyone wants to check that out. I had to watch that for my intro to theater class, and I really enjoyed it, if anyone's interested. But just in general, quarantine and corona has brought us some exciting things. We also got Amy Schumer's cooking show with her husband, which was so funny. I mean, who doesn't love Amy Schumer? She's hilarious. My mom is obsessed with her. (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's so cute. We all sat on the couch as a family and watched her cooking show with her husband and it's like self-recorded at home and my mom was laughing at every little tiny joke that Amy Schumer would make and my dad was just like it's not that funny and my mom was like shut up yes it is (laughs) I'm actually going to watch that after we finish filming this episode because Jenna raved about it and now I want to watch it because I did not see it yet Yeah, it's a really fun show to watch. It was actually really fun to watch in quarantine because, like, they were stuck at a friend's house out somewhere because they obviously live in the city, typically, and they were just, like, recording it, and (laughs) it was cute. We've obviously covered TV shows, but we also have to talk about movies because movies are also being affected by the pandemic in terms of release dates and filming. So there are movies being filmed currently, but they're taking extra precautions. Here's the issue. You can't really hire extras. So there's a lot of emptiness, I guess. (laughs) You know, supposed to be in a packed bar. There's just two people there. People are looking to create scripts with fewer locations and fewer actors and actresses to limit the amount of people on set. But there are a lot of blockbuster hits that were delayed. For example, the live action of Mulan was set to release March 27th, and they changed the date a few times, but they have completely removed it from the schedule now, and there's no set release date for it. There's also a lot of big movie franchises that were releasing movies that were pushed back. For example, Star Wars, Black Widow, which is a part of the 
Marvel Universe, and Indiana Jones and Wonder Woman. So those were all said to be released early in the year and have been pushed back. There were a lot of movies that were set to air in theaters that now have to switch what they're doing or already did switch their plan, and they're switching to video on demand or other streaming services. For example, The High Note aired at home instead of, obviously, instead of theaters. I have not seen this yet, but I am obsessed with Tracy Ellis Ross, so I really have to get on that. I really have to watch it. I also want to see this movie. I... My family and I have had a few movie nights, but I always get outvoted and no one ever wants to watch that with me. (laughs) So I might just have to watch it on my own. The thing about these movies that were set to air in theaters but have switched to video on demand, they cost $20 to watch the movie versus the usual renting price, which might be $6. Now, while $20 seems like a lot, it's way cheaper than going to the actual movie theater anyway, and it's perfect for families with little kids who they can kind of wrangle all their kids up, sit them on the couch, and put on the new Trolls movie or something like that. That's so true because when you're going to the movie theater, you're paying individually, so now it's just paying for one family, so it's actually smarter. Personally, I'm not big on going to the movie theater. If there is a movie that I really want to see, for example, I went and I saw The Lion King in theaters because I really wanted to see it like right away and everyone was raving about it. I was so excited when they announced that it was coming out. So I had to go and see that. Also, one of my friends is obsessed with going to the movie theater. So when she wants to, I'll go with her. But besides that, I prefer to just watch a movie in my house instead of just like sitting in a theater where you have to be quiet and with a bunch of other people. I just like to be alone in my house or with friends watching a movie. I completely agree with you. I think the last movie I went to see in theaters was The Lion King, actually. I went last year with my family, like immediately when it came out as well. I also prefer to be at home because I like to be able to check my phone without any judgment, okay? That is what I like to do. Yes, thank you. (laughs) The theater industry as a whole is suffering, though, because people can't go to the movie theater to watch a movie. Weaker businesses will struggle to survive after this, and a lot of things like film festivals, trade shows will be decreased, and we'll definitely see a lot less film industry events. Many cash flow issues will arise in smaller companies like Lionsgate. And if you didn't know, Disney has a very set plan on when things are going to be released. And because of the coronavirus, this plan has been thoroughly messed up. So they're going to have to pick and choose which films to promote, which means lower budget films may not get as much attention as higher budget films. And you really have to think about everyone in these instances for example the producers are out of work actors and actresses could be struggling I know that they're doing different things like I know you could maybe do a zoom audition I know that it's pretty common now to send in an audition tape obviously instead of going in because it's just not safe to go in for an audition right now but still like people are struggling to find work obviously this is kind of the case in almost every industry because people are struggling to find jobs right now struggling to keep their jobs but this is just one instance where it's just really hitting people hard and it's not just actors and actresses there are so many people who work behind the scenes of these movies who are a lower pay grade than actors and actresses who are also struggling and for a lot of people the film industry is about 
who you know. So people who were working on certain sets and things like that and had an opportunity to advance their career are now steps behind. The good news is that some film sets are making things work. For example, Tyler Perry was able to make things work for his second season of Sistas. I found this information on LA Times. So basically he explained that he had the cast and crew tested two weeks prior to flying on a private plane to the set and they were all put in private rooms until the test results came back. Some of the people did test positive, but that no one had contact with each other. So it wound up being totally fine. Everyone had to use masks and social distance. The crew was tested every four days. They opted for the tonsil swab instead of the swab that goes up your nose because they knew it would be more comfortable. And they felt that if they told everyone that this was the test they were doing, people would be more inclined to work on the set and because they wouldn't have a swab up their nose every four days. The only only issue with this is that apparently the tonsil swab is a little bit less reliable, so you are coming in with that risk. Everything wound up being fine. There were a few setbacks because the test results came back later than they had hoped. A driver was infected, but apparently because of the masks, everyone was fine. They said that what they did was follow this plan to a T. They did not stray from it one bit. And if they had probably strayed or messed up somewhere, everyone would have gotten infected. Thankfully, everything was fine, and he does plan to start the process all over again in a few weeks for the Oval. So other production companies and people can look at this model and try to recreate it when filming their movies and their TV shows. Tyler Perry has it down to a T. He, I think he handled it really well. He's handling it better than most college universities are. T. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> T. Yeah, I, everyone should definitely look at Tyler Perry as an example because he seems to be very smart about what he's doing and everyone's been safe so far. And I think this this clearly shows that you should just wear a mask. Like, just wear the mask because the driver was infected. Mm-hmm. No one else got infected because of masks. So wear a mask. I agree. I agree. <laughs> the NBA actually had a similar plan to Tyler Perry as they also created a sort of bubble, if you will, for their players. So all of the NBA players of all teams are living in this so-called bubble, which is essentially just a place where they can't leave and they have to stay there and they're quarantined there for the season so that they can play the games. The NBA has had a few issues of people leaving and getting corona, but those players are no longer allowed to play in the NBA. So they are handling it really well. But sports were obviously extremely affected by coronavirus as much as any other normal TV program. The NBA is severely different to the MLB. So the MLB has not done the best job handling the coronavirus. The Cardinals and the Marlins both have coronavirus outbreaks. I believe one team played another team knowing that players on their team had the coronavirus or were having symptoms of it. So they've just been a mess compared to the NBA. And I think everyone's starting to understand that in order to have these shows, have sports play, we need to quarantine them to a bubble where only they only exist with each other and frequent testing. Mm-hmm. You have to be really careful about it. I know that so many people rely on sports 
I am not one of those people. I don't watch sports. <laughs> but I do love watching the Olympics. And that is obviously cannot happen, which is so crazy. So insane. The Olympics not happening. I I think everyone loves to watch the Olympics. You get the gymnastics, which is just always amazing. I used to be a swimmer, so I love to watch the swimming. There's just so many events. It's so cool to see the whole world tuning in to watch the same thing. Like, that's insane. But unfortunately, it obviously had to be pushed back till 2021. But the changing dates of the Olympics pushes back many things. Often the entertainment industry schedules releases kind of around the Olympics as a way to generate more money or promotion, as well as they might not release something just because the Olympics are currently going on. So it affects the entertainment industry more than we realize. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, people in my major at school that were supposed to intern at the Olympics, and I guess that's being pushed back. I'm not... That's so cool. Um, I guess that's being pushed back. I honestly am not sure, but it's just such a... It's an event that everyone loves to watch. My family has a tradition where on the opening night, we watch it and we eat food from that region. It's always been something that we've done. I know, guys, so cute. That's so cute. (laughs) You have a fun sushi date? (laughs) We always would, like, do fun things, but obviously that's being pushed back it's it's just so weird that it's not happening right now do you think it will happen in 2021 it's just so hard because you're involving it's the olympics it's not just if the united states has everything together everyone needs to have everything together so i think it's going to be a really really long time until we can see the olympics again i have a feeling where the 2020 olympics will be skipped entirely and we'll go from 2016 to 2024 it's also you have to think about the athletes as well like training their whole lives and maybe this was their only opportunity i just it's just so crazy how this pandemic has affected everything 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 this is i just have a cute little olympics fun fact So my brother is a huge fan of Kith, if that's a designer, if you didn't know. And Kith is actually the official designer for the Olympics of 2021. Yeah, so they're the ones who make all of the merchandise and all of the suits and everything that the U.S. Olympians wear, which I was really excited about, but we're not going to... That's pretty cool. (laughs) Moving on. Anyway... I just feel like this is going to be a very, very weird year. I feel like... It's already been a very weird year. It's very true. But coming up, there's going to be less movies and less TV shows to look forward to. The only thing is you were really lucky if you had your show finished and it was about to be released because, of course, everyone in quarantine wanted to watch those shows and keep themselves busy. But now we have to wait because it's going to take time for people to even be able to film their shows and we're not going to have all these new shows on air it's so sad (laughs) like that's so sad we will luckily have reality shows and it seems like we will have sports as they are finding kind of any which way to film but movies and tv Mm -hmm. and movies and your everyday tv shows will likely not be pushed back and it's going to be exciting to see if coronavirus exists in these TV show universes. I'm so curious about that because on one hand, 
we might all be so sick of this pandemic and not want to watch it in depth on TV. But on the other hand, you can't just ignore the fact that this has happened. So I guess that some shows might give a brief mention of it. Some shows might go into detail. You know, I was actually thinking about it and I was like, if shows want to film like they're in quarantine then you could probably do it because you don't need any extras because it could be like them at home all by themselves or they're all quarantining together and that's what the episode is. So you could do it a million ways and writers are just so creative that I'm sure they'll be able to come up with cool things and make ways to film earlier by maybe changing the plot that they had originally planned. I'll be, I'm excited to see that. A little nervous. Because, like, maybe I don't want to watch a pandemic on TV. I'm so sick of it. But I guess we'll see. Not surprisingly, though, Grey's Anatomy is going to be handling the pandemic on their show. Which, I mean, makes complete sense. It takes place in a hospital. So how can you not cover the coronavirus? I wonder if they'll call it coronavirus or if it will just be, like, a different pandemic. Oh, 100% they're going to call it the coronavirus. I read an article from People, this is where I got Mm -hmm. all my Grey's Anatomy info from, and they're going to cover the coronavirus, and they typically always interview doctors for funny and crazy stories all the time, but the executive producer said that this time it was very different. They were talking to these doctors, and it was the first time that these doctors were really opening up and sharing their stories, and it was almost like therapy for them and very therapeutic which I thought was so interesting and for Grey's Anatomy specifically I'm looking forward to seeing how the pandemic plays out because I don't really know like what's going on in the hospital we hear it in the news but we don't really know the specifics so to see it on Grey's Anatomy because they're talking to real doctors about the situation we're going to get like a a fake inside look but an inside look I personally think that's so cool. So first school, I had to interview someone in the health industry about the coronavirus, and I interviewed my friend's mom, who is a nurse practitioner at NYU's hospital. And she was just, the way she explained it to me, I think it's really important to have everyone see what it's like for the doctors and for the healthcare workers, because not everyone is lucky enough to know someone in the field, and it's important for us to share their stories and understand what was really going on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. I agree. They also brought up an interesting point that Owen Hunt is going to be the most prepared on the show because he's used to these situations. And I didn't even think about that. So he'll probably be the one kind of leading all of the doctors, which is going to be interesting to see as well, because His past allows him to handle very quick, stressful situations very well. It's, yeah. Oh, I didn't, that, yeah, I didn't think about that either. That's, like, that's that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that's, the character development is going to be absurd. Right, right? And I'm sure we're going to see characters breaking down because it's too much, because I'm sure that's happened to doctors and, it's, it's going to be, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most. And I know that a lot of people kind of stopped watching Grey's Anatomy once Derek Shepard left. But I think that a lot more people, this is just a guess, are going to tune in because now they're going to get 
an inside look, but also in the form of entertainment while getting educated. So pretty cool, I think. I agree. I feel like most shows won't touch the topic of the coronavirus and will assume that their characters exist in a different universe than the coronavirus. But I like that Grey's Anatomy is, and I think it's the perfect show to do it because it is about the healthcare industry. I'm sure other doctor shows as well are going to cover this. It's just kind of inevitable. I just know that specifically Grey's Anatomy has talked about it, and that's the only doctor show that I personally watch. I think that's the main doctor show people watch in general. Mm -hmm. But we definitely will not be missing out on any coronavirus entertainment at all. Netflix has already began creating a spinoff of their ever-so-popular docu-series Explained, which is dedicated to the coronavirus. So they have three episodes out already, and the first episode was released in middle of April. So they were very quick to get on to this topic so people can learn about it, understand what's going on in the world. So I think that was really important. They have since released two episodes One, talking about the race to the vaccine, so kind of giving a brief 20-minute explanation on how that's going to work. I think it's also really cool that the third episode was all about how to cope with what's going on in the world right now, which I think is really important and super cool because they discuss insomnia, the kind of the overwhelming amount of stress you feel even though what you're doing may not be stressful. So I think it's cool that they're approaching it from a scientific point of view as well as a personal point of view. I did not even know about that and I'm really excited to go and learn about that and watch that. In general, streaming services are pretty lucky because of course they create their own original content, but they already have all of their shows out there and it's different because the shows that you see on cable and on television, they have a set schedule and they need to be putting out content constantly. And we're probably just going to be seeing a ton of reruns because they can't film every show right now. But streaming services, it's all there for you and you can just choose it. And obviously streaming services in a sense are losing money because they're not putting out more original content, but they already have all of the shows on there. They also just recently came out with Peacock, a new streaming service that I'm excited about. So I feel like streaming services in this sense are pretty lucky. I agree because streaming services can also purchase new content to add. So maybe there's an old TV show that they decide to put on Netflix or whatever streaming service in October. That's new content for those who have the streaming service, even though the show might not be new. I'm sad that we're not going to be seeing a lot of new shows and movies for a while, but I'm just very curious what will happen and what the shows will be like once they can film again. We do have a lot to look forward to once filming resumes, so I think we should focus on that. I feel like we're going to be overwhelmed with content once filming resumes, but I'm not mad at it. No, if everything goes to the current schedule, which is having most things released in 2021, 2021 is going to be a big year. I'm excited. Hopefully 2021 will be a lot better than 2020. Let's just say that. it has to be. I don't know how it could be worse. (laughs) That's true. That gets a little scary. Anyway, we've come to the end of our episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can download this episode. Tell your friends about it. You can follow us on Instagram at SIBWithTheJennas as well as on Twitter at WithTheJennas. And we'll see you guys next week. (laughs)